It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 79, Abiathar and the Chaos at Nob. Young Abiathar stepped out of the gated enclosure, cursing himself. The entire priestly class had been summoned to see the king at Gibeah. What an honor it was to see the king again. He thought it strange, though, to see him dressed in his armor, and the army was present too. Why the martial presentation? But he dismissed the strange thought and worried about the gifts he had left in the baggage train. Rushed away by his father Ahithophel, Abiathar needed to go back to the donkeys and get the gifts that he had forgotten to bring to the king. Costly oils and spices from the priestly services, wicks and candles, were a great gift to present to the king. Abiathar pulled away a large, heavy case and began to haul it back to the enclosed, gated area when he heard shouting by Saul. Saul's voice was fierce as he screamed insults and accusations at the priest. No one did this, Abiathar thought. What was going on? He struggled with the heavy case. His voices grew intense. Approaching the gateway, there was more screaming. Then he heard Saul speak death over the priest. Abiathar stood in horror as Saul held his spear out towards his father Ahithophel. Abiathar stood motionless as soldiers formed a perimeter around all the priests. He knew he should do something, but what? What could he do? Prophesy? He prayed under his breath, if that's what you call it, for Abiathar was really frozen with fear. Literally frozen, he stood speechless, almost invisible in the gateway, overlooking the crazy scene as it went down. Saul shouted, kill these men. All of Saul's soldiers instantly put their hands to their swords and took a step back. There was murmuring and shouting back at Saul. No Israelites would kill God's inheritance, the priest of God. No way. Abiathar stood motionless, unbelieving that just recently there were celebrated visitors to the capital of Israel. Now their death was ordered by the king, the Levites? This was not real, he thought, as his heart raced. But what arose in his heart was not anger and aggressiveness, but terror and fear as his hands began to tremble from the weight of the case of oils and wicks. Who will kill these men? Saul's voice boomed over the crowd. I will, shouted a short man in the corner. It was Doeg the Edomite, the keeper of the mules. He would kill the priest. It was only at this moment that a right and fierce anger arose in Abiathar's heart as he watched, but everything went too quickly. Blessed are you, Doeg. Proceed, Saul said as he held back his spear and permitted Doeg to proceed. Surely no, Lord, said Abner. Jonathan joined in. Abiathar saw hope as Saul was swamped with the military men protesting his order, but it was too late. Saul's fierce anger rose above the den. Kill them, he shouted, silencing the priest in protest with sword in hand and spear in the other. Doeg and a hundred of his foreigners surrounded the priest and as if inhabited by demons. The priest in a circle fell quickly, leaving ephods covering lifeless bodies. Abiathar wasn't trained for this. Tears fell down his face as he watched his brother, his uncle, and his father fall by the sword. The Lord's inheritance was taken out that day in Gibeah. Abiathar unconsciously dropped the heavy case, and priceless packages of oils and wicks smashed to the ground. 
and just at the moment of Ahithophel's death, to the horror of all of Israel. The package fell, but out of it came vials and jars of oil which smashed upon the ground. Doeg, inhabited by the devil himself, turned back and saw him. Abiathar turned and ran as fast as he could, saddling a donkey and rode as far as he could in the direction of home. Halfway back to Nob, his lonely, terrified, and scared journey back to Nob was interrupted with the sound of horses behind him on the road. He dismounted and hid behind a thicket only to watch Doag and his hundred men rush past him. Terrified, Abiathar cautiously followed the road towards Nob, and as he approached the town and topped a nearby hill, he fell from his donkey as he saw Nob, the place of the priest. Breathing deeply, he hoped his eyes were lying to him as he crawled up and looked upon the city of Nob, the place of heaven on earth that looked more like hell on earth, for the city of Nob was afire as Doag and his men swarmed the city, killing everyone, men, women, and children, and even animals. Abiathar collapsed into brokenness, bestowing the calamity in front of him. His father, his uncle, and brothers were slaughtered before his eyes, and his family was being torn from him, and his boyhood home was in flames. Shock and trauma filled his heart as he fainted from the despair that engulfed him. What you just heard was an audio drama of one of the greatest sins ever committed in Israel. Now let's give a little context. 1 Samuel 22.6 Now Saul heard that David and his men had been discovered, and Saul was seated, spear in hand, under the tamarisk tree on the hill at Gibeah, with all of his officials standing at his side. He said to them, Listen, men of Benjamin, will the son of Jesse give all you fields and vineyards? Will he make all of you commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds? Is that why you've all conspired against me? No one tells me when my son makes a covenant with the son of Jesse. None of you is concerned about me or tells me that my son has incited my servant to lie and wait for me as he does today. But Doag the Edomite, who was standing with Saul's official, said, I saw the son of Jesse come to Ahimelech, son of Hittab, at Nob. Ahimelech inquired of the Lord for him. He also gave him provisions in the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent for the Ahimelech, the priest, son of Hittab, and all the men of his family who were the priest of Nob, and they all came to the king. So Saul summons the priest to see him in Gibeah. All the priests come. And the Bible says 85 came dressed in an ephod. Josephus has a count of over 300, which probably jives with the number of priests in ephod, plus all of the minor priests and such. So they came to Saul, and Saul confronts them. 1 Samuel 22:12. Saul said, Listen now, son of Hittub. Yes, my lord, he answered. Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, giving him bread and a sword and inquiring God for him, so that he has rebelled against me and lies in wait for me, as he does today? Ahimelech answered the king, Who of all your servants is as loyal as David, the king's son-in-law, captain of your bodyguard, and highly respected in your household? Was that day the first time I inquired of God for him? Of course not. Let not the king accuse your servant or any of your father's family, for your servant knows nothing at all about this whole affair. But the king said, You will surely die, Ahimelech. 
you and your whole family. And then the king ordered the guards at his side, turn and kill the priest of the Lord, because they have sided with David. They knew he was fleeing, yet they did not tell me. But the king's officials were unwilling to raise a hand to strike the priest of the Lord. The king then ordered Doeg, you turn and strike down the priest. So Doeg the Edomite turned and struck them down. That day he killed 85 men who wore the linen ephod. Now if that wasn't enough, Doeg upon orders from Saul has killed the priest, but it doesn't end here. 1 Samuel twenty-two nineteen. He also put to the sword Nob, the town of the priest, with its men and women, its children and infants, and its cattle, donkeys, and sheep. But one son of Ahimelech, son of Etub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled to join David. He told David that Saul had killed the priest of the Lord. Then David said to Abiathar, That day when Doeg the Edomite was there, I knew he would be sure to tell Saul, I am responsible for the death of your whole family. Stay with me. Don't be afraid. The man who wants to kill you is trying to kill me too. You will be safe with me. What a brutal story, huh? Obviously, it leads to a lot of questions. How can this happen? This to the priest. And who is this Doeg? So if you track the prophecies, there is more than a subtle hint of God's protection lifted from the line of Eli due to his sinful ways and, of course, the actions of his sons, Hophni and Phinehas. The prophecy comes from a man of God in 1 Samuel 2, and it's followed up by a word by Samuel himself in 1 Samuel 3. And to think that Samuel saw this word fulfilled in his own life. How heartbreaking for him to see it in its own strange fulfillment. Regarding Doeg, he was a wealthy foreigner who took care of Saul's flocks. His name means fearing, or the act of fear. So his name pretty much means the action of fear. And who is the giver of fear? The devil. And how does it go? 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Doeg was wicked. Consider this thought, that Doeg was a manifestation of Saul's fear. Saul's got that fear of man complex. And could it be Doeg was just the physical manifestation of his fear of man, or at least the spirit of it? just like Nabal later will represent his foolish agreements. It's a crazy thought that a physical manifestation of a spirit that a leader carries can influence the territory he or she leads. His agreement with evil empowered an evil force or spirit to run amok in his area of influence. Here's the scary thing for you kings out there, whether you're in politics or business, church leadership, a father, or even a teacher. What is your weakness or spiritual stronghold? Unless it is broken, be aware of those doags and nables that want to rise up later and ruin your area of influence and those around you. Because of doag, the atonement for sin is gone for Israel for years and years. And we know without the atonement for sin, it just piles up until the devil has enough strongholds to take over control of Israel. So what happens to Saul now? Well, he remains king for a while, but what's most concerning is Israel's issues now because the atonement of sin is going to stop. Again, the spiritual standard was gone and the end of the priest 
but then again one remains of the line of Eli. Abiathar escapes and makes it to Adullam, where David is hiding in a cave. And we'll end the episode with their encounter. But after David learns of the news, and he meets up with Abiathar, and he learns of the news of what happened at Nob, he writes Psalm 52. Psalm 52, for the director of music, a mascal of David. When Doag the Edomite had gone to Saul and told him, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty hero? Why do you boast all day long, you who are a disgrace in the eyes of God? You who practice deceit, your tongue plots destruction. It's like a sharpening razor. You love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, you deceitful tongue. Surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and pluck you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see in fear. They will laugh at you, saying, Here now is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. But I am like an olive tree, flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people, and I will hope in your name, for your name is good. Jewish tradition holds Doag is killed after the Battle of Gilboa some time from now. And as far as I'm concerned, no matter what Dante's Inferno says, I have a belief that there is a special place reserved in hell for Doag the Edomite for his actions at Gibeah and Nob. Let's conclude this episode of Message to Kings with part two of the audio drama of Abiathar as he flees to David at the cave of Adullam in Judah. Here we go. Abiathar neared the cave at Adullam. His clothes were tattered. He was covered in dust. Blood dripped from his arm where he fell from his donkeys. His eyes were darkened and red. He was cast down, depressed, pale, and dehydrated. As his donkey neared the cave, guards appeared to surround him. And without words, he fell from his donkey upon his knees, crying. Abiathar, Abiathar, David said. What are you doing here, he said. All the priest, he breaks up, he cries. They're all dead. They're all dead. Dead, David said. They're all dead, all of them. David came down upon his level and put his arms around Abiathar. Doeg killed them all, Abiathar said. I'm sorry, it's all my fault, David said. Doeg was there when I went to see your father, and he told Saul that he helped me. I am sure of it. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. David repeated these words as both men cried and cried for what seemed like an hour until Abiathar spoke. David, I have nowhere to go. 
Stay with me, and I will protect you. But understand this, I have nowhere to go either. A few nearby heard him and laughed. Joab was the first to speak. Hey, I'm Joab. I am nephew to the next king of Israel, David. And I have nowhere to go either. Abishai laughed. Me too. I have nowhere to go either. Benaiah laughed with a thick foreign accent. Me too. I have. I am a soldier, but I have nowhere to go either. Dozens other men joined in. I have nowhere to go either. Then a rich voice joined in. I'm Gad, a prophet of the Lord, and I have nowhere to go either. Abiathar looked around at four hundred men who had rallied around David at the cave of Adullam and smiled for the first time in days as he continued the cry, I'm Abiathar, the last remaining priest of the line of Eli, and I have nowhere to go either. All the men laughed, and Joab patted him on the back and responded, You're going to fit right in. hope you enjoyed this episode of Message to Kings. Stay tuned in two weeks for the next episode. We're going to go take a week off as we travel to New Mexico for Christmas and do a little skiing. Feel free to visit the Facebook page and leave a comment or question. Or if you want to chat, email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.